and we are live up on the scene. It's the Junkland Podcast. My name is Sean, and over there... Anthony. Anthony. How's it going, fella? Not bad, not bad. What is the crack? What is happening? Uh, What's new in the world? What's new with you? Restrictions and that. Restrictions. Before we jump into the restrictions, I want to do something I usually do at the end of the show, and I want to bring it all the way forward, because... Most people listening now, not so many people at the end. I want to give a shout out to everybody who's listened to the podcast, everybody who's been listening to the podcast since February to start of 2020, before the world went to shit. The Junkland podcast was released, then the world went to shit. Uh, not a bit of a coincidence. It's not- the iceberg, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was the tip of the iceberg. So if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, make sure you're following on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're following, subscribing, whatever that button is or says, which means that you get notifications when the show comes out. And also, we know that people are liking the show, right? Yeah, boy. So anyway, on with it. Into the fray. Anthony, what's new and how you getting on? Shoot. Not bad, not bad. Uh... Restrictions, you said. I did say restrictions. Restrictions. And we are talking restrictions of the COVID. Again. Again. Boring as fuck. It's boring, isn't it? No no groups of six or more. Or is it over six or is it six or more? I think it's six is the tops. Tops. Yeah. And and unless you're at work or school. Yeah. In which case it's fine. Or the pub. Or the pub. Or you can go to the pub. You can go to a nice restaurant, have a lovely... Beverage. Beverage, snack, um, a meal. Um, it's just weird, isn't it? Like, it's just rules that contradict more rules. It's going to the gym where nobody's wearing a mask. Uh, they can have up to 300 people, which is fine. I prefer it. I'm not slagging off the gym. Bit much, in it? I'm not slagging sure, off the, the equipment. Um, yeah, so I can be in the gym, heavy breathing, powerful lifts. <laughs> and then I can go to Tesco. Where it's like, well, mate, put your mask on. I was shamed like shit the other day in a group chat for saying that I'm not a fan of mask wearing. Shamed, absolutely shamed. And then I feel like a lot of my more valid points got ignored, if I'm being honest. I was outnumbered. You know, when you're fighting <laughs> a battle against like three or four other people, or three people, it was against three people. Tried to oversell it by saying it three or four or more. Yeah. The 25%. And this six, like in your house or your back garden? Support, then you got support bubble. Who the fuck, like, I don't even have a support bubble. I mean, you might need to take a support bubble series. So I'm taking um, applications for support bubble members and forward that to Instagram, which is at Junkland Podcast, or Facebook at Junkland HQ. I should be in it uh, by default, really. You are in it, because if you're not in it, then we're back to doing podcasts over the phone, and God knows we don't want that again. Yeah. That was a, a dark time for the podcast, right? In fact, that month when. We were doing this show over the phone. Um, was the lowest listened month of all time. No coincidence. And we're just rolling off the back of our most successful month um, in light of the Petersgate episode. And uh, the way the data is going right now, motherfucker, we're about to top that as well. This show is growing in success by the month. And this time next year, Rodney, we'll be millionaires. We'll be millionaires. And as said last week, uh, statistically, more women listen to this podcast. So, welcome to the Junkland Podcast, your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Yeah. Two quick points. One is going to be to do with the COVID. Uh, my first point, which is slightly off topic, is you have got the shiniest pair of glasses I've ever seen in my life. What do you mean? Are they shiner? Shiner. I can clearly see my reflection. It's really off point. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll take them off. I'm only joking. I'm trying to flex and 
see what I'm looking at. You know what it is? It's because the blue light glasses, so not actually, my vision is actually perfect. It's just because I spend all day looking at computer screens because of what I do for a living. Well, most of us do. Uh, phone screens, because we all look at phone screens. And when I'm not doing those things, I'm probably watching TV or gaming. So I'm constantly looking at a square that is projecting blue light into my eyeballs, which is actively trying to blind me. So I think if I wear these, it deflects it. And hopefully I'll start sleeping better because I don't sleep. And I think it's because the amount of time I spend looking at what well, we all do, don't we? Phone screens. like, And uh, yeah, so it messes your sleep pattern up and all sorts. So I'm currently in undergoing some choices to make me a better person yeah. and trying to get more sleep is one of them. Um, being healthier, another one. Making smarter choices with my food, not eating shit at night, eating less sugar. Um, in fact, I almost went all day without eating any sugar yesterday. I don't drink tea anymore, really, which used to be, obviously says, as he's got a cup of tea next just, to him. Just when I'm around. Yeah, uh, two sugars, plenty of milk. It's essentially just a cup of sugar and milk cow hormones, isn't it? Yeah. Cow yeah. pus. Cow pus, that's what it is. Cow pus plus. It's weird, isn't it, milk? Because, like, isn't milk weird? <laughs> 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 the Junkman Podcast is a, a hub of culture and sophistication. Isn't milk weird? No, but it is, though, isn't it? Like, it's baby cows drink it to get big. Yeah. And then humans come along and go, fucking hell, it looks good. Give me some of that. And then we just milk it. And then, hey, good pun. <laughs> um, you just feed the cow full of shit and corn and grass and anything just, cheap and get old of. And also, it needs to be... Jerk it off. Like, animals only produce milk when they're, they're feeding a baby. So there's all these hormones that are telling the body that it's still fresh off pregnancy. Or it's preg- Like, apparently, they just keep it in a constant state of pregnancy, which can't be good. And because the body is just constantly stretched out of proportion, the milk that you drink is full of, like, blood and pus and shit. Um... Yeah, and I, like, I just can't look at it. Like, I couldn't drink a glass of milk now. Yeah. I'm, I don't yeah. think you could pay me to drink a glass of milk. Even, I'd, I'd look at it and I'd almost see like, the, the germs swimming around in there. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So if you are sitting back enjoying a glass of milk, probably best off with a lovely glass of water. Yeah. A nice glass of water. And I'm smashing the gym as well. Shout out Jacko, my lifting partner, who's helping me get to... Um, Levels I have never reached before. So Jim's been open at this point now five weeks, six weeks. Yeah, something like that. I've already done back-to-back PRs on my dumbbell flat bench, um, bench press. I've matched my old PR. You call them PRs? What do you call them? PB. PB. Yeah, I think it's American PR. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Sean's into American things now. He's, uh, American. he's got his Harry Potter glasses on. Gonna cane me. Thinks he's in Hollywood. Yeah, Harry Potter, which is an English creation. It is, but it's still a big hit in Hollywood. And uh, and across the rest of the world, and rightly so. Um, written in Edinburgh. First conceived, the idea was first conceived of uh, from the train from Manchester to Edinburgh. And if you are a Harry Potter fan, I do recommend Edinburgh, as it is riddled with Hogwarts-style buildings, Harry Potter shops, um, tours... Uh, the cafe in which she wrote a lot of the book is there. And yeah, I don't know why we're talking about this, but there we go. I was having a shower the other day, so I thought about this and thought, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. You know, you sort of, a random memory from years ago just, just hits you in the shower. I forgot to take my stereo in, so just me and my thoughts, just having a lonely shower. Imagine oh. it. <laughs> just imagine it's me sort of like looking at the bottle of Radox sort of like swinging from side to side. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing in the shower, but I was making it swing from side to side. Anyway, and I remember years ago, I had this um, 
This bottle of Lynx shower gel. Definitely got it for Christmas. Yeah, probably. And um, it was said hangover cure on it. Hangover cure. Cure your hangover. I don't know what I, I mustn't have bought that. That's not something I'd have bought because, you know, you wake up, you're feeling sick because a night of drinking alcohol has poisoned your body. You're dehydrated. You're in need of a lot of things. A good scrub on your arms isn't one of them, right? So for some reason, this bottle of Lynx is making wild claims. It can cure your hangover. Bullshit. <laughs> wild. Cure a hang- there is no hangover cure. You know what I mean? It's just just drink water. Get, a, get some sodium in. Yeah. That's- so as much as it's sort of piss out this bottle one day, right? I'm uh, up for work. Been drinking the night before. Had a few beers. So what? And, uh, you know, you, you try and sleep one off, don't you? You know, you go, okay, another 30 minutes sleep. Hopefully this will cure the hangover. I'm getting a shower in. Yeah. Rock that bottle. And then you don't. You wake up, you're still as rough. Then you get in the shower and wash in. I'm like, oh, God, I hope the shower sorts me out. I cannot be dealing with an eight-hour shift today. Look to the side. What's there? Oh, hello. This bottle of links that says hangover cure on it. Let's put this baby to the test. Give myself a good scrub, washing my arms, knees, back of my legs, all the other sort of stuff. Crevices. Even in the old hair, just to you know, use it as shampoo. I got out of the shower, probably feeling more hungover <laughs> than stepping into the shower. I can't believe that for a moment. I thought that shit was actually going to... I actually convinced myself this might work. This just might be the ticket. And I challenge you to find that shit in the shops right now. I guarantee you that stuff does not got exist anymore. Got sold out for false advertisements. Whichever marketing genius put that idea together, sold it to me or whoever bought it me for Christmas. And in Margaret or someone. Yeah, I hope you've been dragged outside the Lynx headquarters in Geneva and shot dead. <laughs> Is that right? It's in Geneva. Yeah, I was going to say. No. Geneva. It's called something else. It's called, um, in America, it's called Ajax. Ajax? Yeah. Spelled like Ajax. A-J-A-X. Yeah, Ajax. Yeah. What do you pronounce Ajax? Yeah. Like the warrior. The Warrior. Warriors. One of them called Ajax, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. What a great film. Um, yeah. Also, if you do a hangover cure, um, bacon seems to do the trick, and that is because it has plenty of sodium. Oh, really? Yeah. Salt. Yep. And no so muscles. So if you fancy way of saying salt. Any sort of, uh, well, it's just a chemical term in it, sodium. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you to do sort of any sort of muscle activity and flex the muscle or move or walk, uh, you have gateways in your muscles. They open. Sodium goes into the muscle. In. And then when you're trapped in the muscle, it Back opens out. again. Let's potassium out. Ooh. And then it's just a big chain of this. And you lack sodium due to dehydration. And that is why you So you need salt when you're dehydrated? Yeah. Is that why you always crave something like a packet of crisps or like a McDonald's or something? Yeah. Something right, you know is absolutely riddled with salt. A lovely bit of a uh, gammon. Ooh, a bit of gammon. That was a... Uh, Gary Glitter's favourite. Gammon, gammon, gammon. Good one, aren't they? Not the sort of thing we like to joke about on this podcast is the old paedophilia. Nope. We uh, aim to crack it, but a joke is a joke. Aim to crack it, what a joke or paedophilia? Crack. Um, crack. Yeah. So, well, what else we got? What else we going on this Well, week? the Premier League starting on Saturday. The yeah. Premier League football. Manchester City, who is my favourite team, if you didn't know that already. The top shagger Phil Foden in there. Oh, now we're talking. I forgot about that. Phil, yeah. Phil the shagger Foden. Well, did he do any shagging? Um, I hope he did for the I amount of shit so. he's going to get for it. He's not going to get anyone gets home because apparently his missus is unfollowed him on Instagram, Ooh. which every single football Unfollowed fan, him on Instagram. Every Ooh, football fan. she is. Gloves are off, baby. Gloves are off. Like, oh, Simon, big Arsenal fan. And anytime we're linked with a player, 
someone somewhere must start the fucking life out of these players because they'll go, oh, they followed Gwendalzi on Earth. They followed Mr. Ozil on Instagram. Yeah. And then that's like pretty much signed, sealed, delivered. They are an Arsenal player. But the thing is, oh, yeah. when you want it to happen so much, you take it. Yeah, serious. I heard that Aguero dropped the 10 from his name on Instagram. And I was like, oh, obviously Messi are going to sign. Well, if you listen to last week's episode, we were, I was fucking absolutely certain we were going to sign Messi. And I, I, was, I was nailed on me. I was like, yes, here we go, baby. City and Messi all the way to the top. Woo! <laughs> but no. So, um, so yeah, they got these girls around. Um, some, some where were they? Iceland? Icelandic, yeah. Some Icelandic darlings. Absolutely fucking sold them down the river. They filmed every conversation they had on Snapchat. Um, they were taking pictures in the room. And I think in the end, they just said they were uh, guilty of breaking COVID-19 restrictions. And Officer Phil Roden's case, relationship morals. Yeah, uh, which is no one's business, but... Greenwood, it's not the first time he's been caught on video doing some sexual activity. There was a video Ooh. of him when he was about 16 saying, do you want daddy's dick to his girl then girlfriend? Um, did she want it? I presume they did. I think it was an item. Okay. Um, Wait, was, they were 17? 16, 17. Wow, let's not have this conversation. It's a bit nonsy, isn't it? Um, um, no, it's just a video that went Oh, okay. and he was saying in the car, do you want daddy's dick? It wasn't a film of it. It's just him saying that fully clothed. Okay. Um, flirting. Consensual. Yeah. Yeah. To consenting adults, if anything. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I f- if I hear anyone, any pro footballers or ex pros, like, none, I don't think any of them would say shit about it really because they've all been there. The, the, the biggest sin to, in today's day and age is the fucking internet. Like, they got caught because of the internet. Like, I mean, let's just leave the fact out of it that Phil Foden's got a girlfriend. How old's Phil Foden? 18, 19? 20. 20, right? It's 20. Right, so he's young. He's a dickhead. He's rich. Got a kid and wife at home. Yeah, yeah, but he's a young dickhead. I'm joking, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just he's you've not he's even, a lad. You've not fucking lived, have you? Like, boys will be boys. I think until you until until you're thirty, you just you ain't got a fucking clue what's going on, really. And I, I still ain't got a clue, and I'm older than thirty, well, thirty-ish, <laughs> <laughs> around about thirty. No, and um, he's not got a clue as well. Like his girlfriend's gonna be pissed off, but you know she'll forgive him eventually when she gets a big contract. When she when she fucks off, she goes, "I'm gonna find someone new," and like a new boyfriend works at the fucking BP garage, and she goes, "Can I get a new Gucci bag, please?" That's just come out, and he's gone. No, would the fucking Tesco bag suffice? And she goes, "Phil, I've forgiven you," and he goes, "No worries." His daughter, on the other hand, um, is always gonna know this. Like, there's no way keeping it from her, is there? No, you know, if your dad's unfaithful to your mum and you're a kid. Chance are you probably never know, um, but new story. She'll be reminded of that as soon as she fucking hits primary school, or whatever. As soon as he steps foot on the pitch, everyone starts chanting at him. Yeah, but you know what? Speaking of, if um, Ryan Giggs can shag his brother's missus and nothing happened to him, then what harm's been done? And if anything, it did Roger well because he did the um, what advert was Paddy it? Power, Paddy Power advert. Great advert. His wife goes, "We're going out for milk," and he looks suspicious. Says, "We do. We need, need milk." milk. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, splits, have you seen the Doctor Dre thing as well? No. So Dr. Dre's ex-wife has made a claim for uh, just under 2 million expenses. Expenses? What's yeah. she up to? So obviously they're divorced. So I've got a quick breakdown here that I'm going to read. So you've got laundry and cleaning, 10,000 a month. What? Education, tuition, living expenses, 60,000 a month. Fuck off. What are they learning? How's entertainment. So I don't, know what, I don't know what she needs all this entertainment for because all I had was a flat football when I was a kid. £900,000. So this is two Almost million a month. Almost a million dollars for fucking entertainment expenses. A month. Uh, charitable contributions, 125 grand a month. 
Uh, mortgage, 100 grand a month. Yeah, that one is the most feasible out of the lot of them. Telephone, cell phone, email, 20,000 a month. Email? Get on gift gaff, it's fine. Who 20 the quid. Delivering this email? I'm trying to think of like all funny things to say. Like so Entertainment, sh- like what the fuck? Is Jay-Z coming to your house to fucking wrap you to sleep or something? Like, what the fuck's that about? <laughs> That's that's a month, so you should have two two million dollars just shy of a month. I mean, if I was a judge in that case, which I never will be, but I'd be like, "What the fuck are you on about, love? What the fuck are you on about? Like, can, I want more. Like, just show me. I want I want receipts. Entertainment is that like a personal jet to fucking to fly to New York to see the ballet them back? It's got to be that. I ain't got a clue. I was just uh, TMZ. So I don't know why I'm shouting at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they're uh, they're a bit of a reliable source, aren't they, TMZ? You know what? They actually are. They had a quite good TMZ. The old TMZ. Um, I don't know how they always get this thing as well because they always like, at the, especially in the hip hop and stuff, stuff kind of world, they're always the first point of contact that people go to it's and it gets released straight away. It's by information, don't they? People know they go, oh shit, we can sell this. Um, what else has it been? Yaya Torre got kicked off of Ooh, UNICEF. Talking the, um, about getting a load of birds around. Yeah, prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, he, who's he, in that group chat? He was meant to play offended. for the rest of the world, weren't he? Yeah. He's like, oh, boys, back at the hotel. I'm going to get a load of girls. He's going to be 19 years old. He's going to be absolutely off the hook. And someone snitched. Who's snitching in that conversation? Whoever's snitching. Like, who on that team? I mean, it m- must have been somebody who wasn't on the team. Had to have been like a like a staff member. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know. Can you imagine the face of the person that, that grasped? Absolutely. Imagine weasel. Like, eh, eh. An ass face weasel. I've been left out all my life and I'm going to ruin everyone's good time. Yeah, I had so. Is he married? Uh, I don't know. I presume so. I don't know. It's a complete guess. Footballers love shagging, don't they? It's one thing they've all got in common. Is he love a good Foot- shagging? Footballers love shagging, kicking the balls and shagging. Like I love um, I love um, old football stories, like Arsene Wenger stories. Is it Ray Parler was saying like uh, Wenger told him like not to drink before the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, don't drink. Um, otherwise, you, I won't. Start, yeah. So we had the FA Cup, I think it was a final or a semi-final. Yeah, so he goes, he said he gets back to the hotel and a load of Arsenal fans were there and like we were trying to get him drinks in. So he had a drink with them. Next thing you know, he ended up having like a sick night with his Arsenal fans, just absolutely off his tits. Because he wake, wakes up, hang hung over, Wenger starts him, scores a screamer, and then he says Wenger comes up to him like not long after the game and says, you see, that's because you didn't drink that. <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, again, I'm going to break it down quick. There was another story as well. So years ago, we signed a guy called Igor Stefanos. And Ray Parlor, Martin Keown, a few like the Arsenal guys were on the bench watching him. Um, and there was, I think it might have been Tony Adams or one of them who, who wasn't really like, t- t- you know, wasn't really a jockey kind of person. And all the lads are going just to wind him up, going, he's going to take his spot him. Look at him now, he's good him. He's sick. Like there's probably big in his centre back up, even though he was dog shit, just to yeah. wind him up, just saying he's good and going to take his spot. Wenger's overheard it, signed him. <laughs> <laughs> and he was one of the he was one of them he just rolled his contracts out he had four years at Arsenal he played about six games overall one of them we got beat off United 8-2 and he just turned out to be one of the biggest flops in Arsenal's history that's crazy how many of those happen but yeah um, absolutely stealing a contract I'm like Jemba Jemba was it Cleverson who got signed on the Jemba similar Jemba yeah yeah that's it it's on your career and it's like I played for Manchester United no matter how shit you were yeah so Donald Trump has been nominated, or I think he's going to be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize Award. And um, I was reading this story on Unilad, um, which, again, is another one of these. They're putting out information, but it's like 
it's so tailored to why nobody wants to be on the fence. Like everybody's got to put out information with their own twist and agenda. And like everything's like left wing, like nothing's just sort of like, so here's the, here's what the post on Instagram, which, you know, it's 20,000 likes. Um, how many followers? 4 million followers. And this is how they, they put it across. Um, what? Donald Trump has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for his role in creating peace between the UAE and Israel. He was reportedly put forward by right-wing Norwegian politician Christian Tybringeda, who said, I think he has done more trying to create peace between nations than most Peace Prize nominees. And it's almost like there's, there's an aura of arrogance to that statement. Like, he's whoever wrote this is just correct. Yeah, like, it's just like, oh, what? Donald Trump, like, like he shouldn't, like, he's the only president in our time that hasn't been in a war. Like, all the other presidents, like, in our lifetime have either started wars or have continued wars or have profited from wars. Like, Donald Trump hasn't, so no one talks about that. And I don't, I feel like we're, like, not we, more mean than anything. Like, of late, I've become, like, pro-Trump, and I feel like it's become like, the Donald Trump, and it's not at all. Um, it's just, I feel like a lot of the media that I get comes from one side and I'm just, I think I'm just naturally inclined to challenge things that I'm told. You know what I mean? Rather than just go with it. Just go with it. Because you see people in the comments section like going, what? And he's struggling. He can't even keep peace in his own country. But like, America's a big place. Yeah. It's impossible to manage. Like you have states that are run by Democrats and states that are run by Republicans. And, you know, it's the Democratic states that are actually having most trouble Biggest because problems. they're more lenient and so there's more windows getting smashed more riots more shit getting burnt more small businesses getting destroyed for not supporting the movements and stuff so yeah i just feel like it's just such a left-wing look like we're just all absolutely surrounded by left-wing news outlets so that's why we all kind of lean towards believing these same things like for the longest time i thought like trump was a dick and hated him and it's only really recently that i've actually kind of saw the light on my heart your own research yeah, I, yeah I actually i actually like him a lot but you tell that to people and they're like, how the fuck can you like that guy? And you say, well, why not? Is he sexist? You go, is it? Like, what, what's he said? That's sexist. They go, oh, the grabbing by the pussy shit. Like, yeah, that is like quite sexist. But guess what? We've already said this on the show. Yeah. Many, many, many guys, almost every guy you know has said shit, if not much worse. You're always racist. And you go, okay, if he's racist, then I'll be the first one to say, I don't fucking like the guy. But what has he actually said that's racist? Um, all that mad shit he says on Twitter, such as the China virus. Okay, and what he called it the China virus. I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, he said it in a tone that was probably more trying to provoke. You know, like he probably said it in a in in those terms. But calling a virus and naming it after the place it was either discovered or created isn't isn't like out out about the realms of normal. You know, you got a Spanish influenza. No one's inf no one's like offended by that. Um, even. Ebola, even Ebola's a place. Was actually, yeah, never knew that. Yeah, I didn't until recently. And there's even um, been a thing in, I think it was Georgia, uh, where there was like 39 children that have been rescued, and he's like, it's been yeah. this whole projects, but it's not really hitting a mainstream media kind of thing. I don't know what it is, but there are kids and adults getting trafficked all over the world, millions of people a year get missing, go missing, they become sex slaves, you name it. Um, slaves for labor and it just goes under the radar it's like it's not even the biggest problem that we face right now it's like everything that you see on the news it's like why isn't trafficking spoke about more mm. you know when you see like haiti for instance 
um, a nation that gets fucking just absolutely torn to pieces by by an act of God, as they call it, you know, and all these houses get knocked down, homes get ruined, war zones, for instance, kids get displaced, and they just go missing. You know, you, you look at the wall, for instance, between America and Mexico, and people, you know, calling Donald Trump all sorts for that. First of all, he wasn't the one who first started building it. He kind of, it was part of his agenda to, to complete it at least. But that wall, what, what they have so far, has pulled more people from the hands of traffickers than previously recorded, you know, um, because, you know, I'm not blaming Mexico whatsoever, but Mexico is the border. So you can come anywhere through South America and you can traffic drugs, um, weapons, people through there. And even so, I've been talking to, um, I came, yeah, I think I think I can talk about it because um, it's probably an episode that we're almost certainly going to do. But uh, a guy called Mike, who is a is a paedophile hunter, and um, he did an interview for Lad Bible recently, and he's he's not like your stereotypical paedophile hunter, right? So I don't, I'm not a massive supporter of these paedophile hunter groups who corner guys in car parks, hold the camera in the face, get a confession, do it on Facebook Live, because I feel like. That's just serving their own ego and their own need to feel like they're accomplishing something, right? If you want to catch a paedophile and you really care about it, what you should do is you should gather the information and then hand it off to the police and let the police deal with it. Now, popular media and people on Facebook, they like to say the police don't do anything about this, but they actually do. We just hear about all the times it fails. Yeah, yeah. And so we don't have any faith in the system. But what this guy does, Mike, um, which we'll go into more detail about him soon. I was on the phone with him last night. And um, he takes all the information, get, builds a rock solid case, and hands it off. And he has like a, he's in the high 90s, his conviction rate is like super high. And almost everyone that he deals with ends up getting convicted. Um, so we're going to have him come up on the on the show at some point this year. And um, where do, where would we start? Oh, that was talking about trafficking, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. And so he says, like, a lot of the people who he talks to, um, pedophiles, et cetera, says, like, such a high percentage of those guys. Are um are all linked to trafficking, really? Yeah, but so, it's it's not just trafficking. Like you don't necessarily have to be taken away from your home to be trafficked. You know, you look at the girls from Haywood, which is literally a town over from where we are now. Um, those girls were going into the takeaways, and that was the same thing. The guys were picking her up, like taxi drivers were picking them up after school, taking them to do whatever, have sex with this guy, have sex with that guy, in return for I don't know what money, food. And then they were getting other girls to recruit other girls. And that's still trafficking. Like, like he's, yeah, you that's still, the Epstein thing, isn't it, where you? you can still go home at the end of the day and be trafficked. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting picked up and taken away somewhere, stuffed in a box, which, by the way, does happen. I've seen, like, fucking photographs of kids just fucking taped up, duct tape around their arms and legs, just shoved into a box, just hidden inside. Like, how the fuck? That sounds like hell to me. Like, that sounds like fucking... I mean, we're all slightly claustrophobic, I think, but imagine that. Like being buried alive, will just taped up, just fucking lay there, barely breathe. Crazy. That's it. When um, when the marshals found these girls, I think it was all cramped up in like uh, trailers, trailer park home kind of um, environments as well. So obviously, it's not very spacious, and I don't know how many homes it was across. But it was obviously like 39, 39 kids amongst. You know, it's not going to be thirty nine different homes. It's going to be no. cramped living space. Um, so yeah, it's not a uh, 
Not a nice living situation. No. But why is that not like a big news? That's like a massive success. That's mm. 39 individuals that have been rescued. Like, that's the kind of shit you see in like a fucking Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Like, fucking Iron Man rescues 39 people from bad guys. Like, that's like a win. That's like a big, big win. Like, why is that not on the news? Why is that not out there to make people feel good? Yeah. It makes you question shit, doesn't it? And you wonder why people don't have faith in the in the rich 1% because obviously with the Pizzagate thing, if you're into that, then obviously the media outlets, the richest people in the world are all involved. They're, they're all the ones that are moving people around, trafficking and raw pedophiles, raw nonces. You know what I mean? They've lived to the highest possible standards of life to get bored. And then what they do, they move on to more, more and more, like they want more. You know, can you imagine what it's like being a billionaire? It's like, I seen things all the other day where it was something like 95% of the channels on your TV are owned by five or six different companies. I'm telling you. Same with record labels. There so are like, like four record labels. Mm, Every other record label is just a product of that. Same with internet providers. There are fucking three internet providers and everything else. Just go through them. Same with power. Everything. All these companies, insurance brokers, there are fucking three insurance companies. Everything else is just a selling it through that. them. Yeah. At different rates, just trying to like combat each other and like. So it's like if you're talking TV and news and stuff, it's like obviously, don't matter how many news is there, like how many news stations there, it's only going to be if they're all under that one bracket, then they're only going to be portraying and spitting out the same, yeah, the same message in just a different way. That's it. Well, sometimes, mate, if you see in videos where like people have made a compilation of like the local Fox news stations or, or the local CNN yes, news stations, yeah, and basically, yeah. you've got like a hundred different guys reading the exact same thing out, yeah, in the exact same way. Just goes to show, like, news anchors, really, they don't... Not in the know, they, like you say, just no. there, because... They don't really give a shit, they're just to read a good told, screen. This is this is what we're saying today, make sure you put it across like this, we're trying to win these people over, make sure you blah, 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 like, they're all just reading off the script, really. News isn't news, it's just, I don't know, people say, like, the internet is a shit way to get your information, but it's not, not as bad as fucking just watching a box and just being fed, drip-fed information. Mm. You flip channels, it's all the same shit, which is told in slightly different ways. You know, when you like something bad happens, like a tragedy, like for instance, when um, Kobe, the helicopter went down. Yeah. And then every single news station was almost playing the exact same footage and you're hearing the same shit. And I basically picked how I wanted to hear that news based on how nice all the design of the fucking, you know, the the, the news running across the bottom, yeah. the red and the blue down the side. I'm like, oh, the, the, the yellow and black of BBC looks pretty nice. So I'll just put that on, you know, or something yeah. like that. And it's like, it's all the same shit, different channels. Like I say, even like, obviously it's been... It's a conspiracy thing, but I, even with the COVID stuff, there was a chat the other day and, um, you know, it based, I can't remember what his that sentence was, but it was basically saying, you know, anything that's been undiagnosed so far will go down as COVID. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're saying young people, like obviously at the start, it was like, well, you know, young people are not um, are pretty exempt from getting it. But now it's like, oh, the young people are passing it on. But it's like, yeah, fucking young people more like to work in service stations or bookies or, you know, just like, oh, being a waiter or waitress. Yeah. So like, of course, younger people will probably pass it on more because they're in more sociable. Like, obviously, we've, I, I've done between retail work and that and you're with people all day. You go into like the, the gym, you're gym. exercising. Yeah. It's like, of course, we're going to be more out there yeah. than fucking night-year-old Edith. Yeah, because we have more energy door. to live our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Statistics fuck me off because like, although when used properly, they're very powerful, but you can just use them to prove anything. Even... You can you can you can twist them to, to look however you want. Like you just said, that's a perfect example of it. Also, for instance, like gun crime, for instance. You know, if you go, oh, 
X amount of people die from gunshot wounds a year. Therefore, guns are the worst thing in the world. I'm not. I'm not pro-gun. I'm not anti-gun. I'm just whatever. We we don't have that choice in England, so I don't I'll stay out of it. But those statistics are flawed because it doesn't take into account suicides. Mm. Um, how many of those gunshot wounds were in a crossfire between the police and a potential criminal? You just think. Oh, gunshot wounds. Just a guy walking into a school or into a shop or just shooting some cunt next door. You think that's what the statistic is, but it's so misleading. And depending on what side of the fence you're, you're on. You know. Speaking of suicides, did you see the TikTok video? Oh, oh that guy. shit. That guy blew his head. Boom! Blew his head clean off. Mm. Shit. Did you see that? I, yeah, I was seeing it, it last like night. There was no blood. His head just went red. And like... It's like Britney Spears from the South Park. Like his head was empty inside. So obviously the shit, the contents of his head just clear across the room. room. But he does it so casually as well. Mm. So casually, just like, yeah, right, cool. Yeah, well, uh, catching a bit of everyone. He was on the phone to someone as well, wasn't he? And was it, it, was like, it was like a call, weren't it? Yeah. It's about, oh, you don't speak to me now and then. Boom, what you say? Head gone. Fuck that. On TikTok as well? Never, never. Fuck what do we put it on? Yeah, because he didn't finalise the video, did I? What do we got a little tick? Good point. Yeah, I bet that room looks fucking gross after that. Serious. Gross? No, it's a gross once in my life. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, apparently um, crime scene cleanup crews pay amazing money, but um, they have like one of the highest depression rates in any profession. Imagine the, imagine the size you see. Because you don't have to be that qualified to do it. So there's not that much training that goes into it. Just the training on how to clean up, basically. And uh, the, the disgusting shit you see, like fucking corpses that have decomposed into a mattress, and it's your job to fucking get rid of all the fucking shit that's filthy, and then clean up afterwards, blood soaked into the floor. But like the suicide rate in that job is fucking. I've never the roof. thought of that. Yeah. Mm. That's some crime up at home scene now. clean up. Imagine. Why don't you apply for that? I bet it pays high though, doesn't it? I mean, you can imagine, like in say a city like New York. Like you can imagine, the work is fucking grim. Like there's lots of shit going on. But like, I don't know, the UK, there's not that many grim murders that happen. Are there? It was Birmingham the other day, wasn't there? Guy was shot nine people or something. Saying that, imagine the clean up in that video's resurfacing as well. Like, uh, the New Zealand mosque shoot up. Yes, because he's just been sentenced, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, is that why it's coming back out? Mm. I've never wa- I've never wanted to watch that video, but I just I watched it yesterday. And it's fucking, it's as grim it's as it sounds. It. So I mean, like, you, you, I mean, it's saying, it's easy to say a thing, but you just think, oh, you're just probably dead, wouldn't you? But like, I came back around, nah, mate, guys, shooting corpses, like. Corpses, mate. You see that one guy tries to, like, run out and escape, he just, nah, mate, guy just turns and licks him up. Mm. Like, fuck me. I can't imagine anything scarier. I mean, with any luck, you're at the bottom of that pile of bodies. Yeah. With any luck. But then you're still surrounded by people that you know. Imagine you just know all these people, see them every week. I don't know what day. I don't know what day it was. It was on, but say fucking Thursday night. You're there every Thursday night. Yeah, see you next week, mate. All of a sudden, mate, everyone you know is just fucking running for their life. Gunshots going up. No, like no other means of escape. No, I, that I, one were door. the kids there? Like were the little kids there? I presume so. I, I can't remember now. Fucking men, women, children's fucking running, screaming for their life. Because I remember watching the video. Right. I mean, I should remember. It was literally last night. Um, and he walks in. He's got his gun in his hand, and there are two people just walked out. We like look at him. And then there's somebody just getting in the car door outside and they close the car door. And I'm like, wow, you two are the luckiest. Mm. Like you just got out like just in time. Well, he's lucky if he's been turned because he's going to go, he's, he's going in anyway. Fuck, you know. 
set fear off inside before you even go in. That's he's grim. Yeah. There's just one guy stood in the doorway, mate. He was first. It's fucking awful, isn't it? See, I'm not a violent, like, I can't usually watch those things. Yeah, like, think um, people send stuff like guys getting shaded up and oh, stabbed. No, yeah. I can't I do it. I think what it is in me as well, like, if it's an innocent person, I just can't, like, you see, like, videos, like, it's an Instagram account I follow called Hood Site, and I go on their website where they post, like, a lot of the videos, and some of them I can watch. But then you see, like, one, like, guy gets his head cut off, and you're like, no, nah, I don't want to see that. It's fucking guy getting chased for a fucking village and i've seen one night things like nigeria or something and yeah i can't do it and it if it's like a gang shootout where like both sides are kind of like you know bad guys and i'm like all right okay I'll, i won't feel too bad if somebody fucking catches a bullet here, a stray bullet or if it's like i don't know i can't even think of a, a reason why to justify watching one some fucking cartel guy or something i don't know you know people who sort of live and breathe violence yeah maybe then but no it was um well, it's been a cheery little intro. Sure. Isn't it? <laughs> intro for the eight-minute intro. <laughs> but um, we were going to talk about something I, before we started filming. Uh, I re- well, I remember you predicting the future last week. Last week you were talking about drowning and dying in paradise Ooh. and stuff in the sea. Yep. Um, and then you said about shark warnings in places like Australia. Yep. Lo and behold, a couple of days ago, a uh, sixty-something-year-old man. Death by shark in the Australian sea. Death by shark. I assume he got hit by the shark. The he shark went fucking right, He did. Didn't let him run him over. I mean, he should have, obviously, like you said, punch in the gills. Um, Ed butted it. Yeah, got it in one of famous chokeholds you, 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 you've crafted so yeah. well. Um, but yeah, Sean Waldron predicts the future. Sean, there we go. Matt Groening Waldron. Sean, Matt Groening Waldron. So we got hit by a shark. I wonder if an old guy tastes different than like a young guy to a shark. Uh, shame Dama's not still about in it. You could... Shed him. some light on this scenario. Yeah. Okay, so we'll try and make a prediction for next week. Ooh, go on then. Something wild. Okay. Um, let's go with um truck on fire on the motorway. Truck on fire in the motorway. Hopefully it's not my dad's. Fingers crossed. No, oh fuck no, I wanna back <laughs> shit. Fingers crossed, uh touch wood. Someone else's dad's getting it now. Yeah. Uh, no one gets hurt sees that his truck is on fire, gets out, pulls over safely, steps to one side. What are you worried about? <laughs> and uh, emergency service come along, put the fire out. Everyone goes home and has a wonderful night. And get some likes on Facebook. Get some likes on Facebook. It was actually... We're going into the past now because last week... It Tell was, you what, uh, air balloon crash. Fire. Hot air balloon crash, that's my new one. Oh, yeah, because no one will die in that. Yeah, I don't know any air balloon pilots. Is that what you call them? Uh, yeah, so if you are an air balloon, air balloon pilot, take the week off. Um... David Blaine is actually doing like a thing, isn't he? Like he's flying he's across it. the Atlantic. Has he done it? He did a thing with the healing balloons like up, didn't he? Did, did he do it? Yeah, yeah. It's like a two hour long video. I'll just skip to the end. Wait, does he fly all the way across the Atlantic? Um, I just kind of see him go up and for I was watching him fly. Like the time when he was in a glass box above London. Yeah, fly two weeks. But that glass box absolutely stunk farts. <laughs> Ew, can you imagine? What else has he done? He got buried. Guy, he? he got buried under water or some shit. Underground. He did that thing where he was, he was frozen in ice. Yes, yeah. That was, like I say, they're all just like kind of long, longed out, aren't they? It's like, longed out. I he must, there must yeah. be a cheat somewhere. What's he doing? It's like the idea of the concept, like, oh yeah, that was cool. That'd be fun to watch. And after 10 minutes, thinking, right, I've got to wait for this big fuck off ice thing to melt now. Yeah. Do you ever watch Britain's Got Talent? Like, you know, the, the magicians do tricks. And everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, that's got to be magic. 
Like, do you ever just sit, to sit there and think, like, there's a trick to this? Well, it's like, it's like uh, it reminds me of um, the Penn and Teller program. What's it called? Fools. Fools, yeah. I was like, a bit of a cool program. Yeah, because then if, if they could predict, they didn't tell the audience that they no, just no. basically go, did you do this? They go, yeah, that's how I did it. And they go, right, okay, cool. You're not invited back next week. Because you watch a trick, and when you see how it's done, you're like, fucking, of course, that's how it's done. Like Penn and Teller, for instance, the little one got run over by an 18-wheel truck. Every single tire went over his head, and he was fine. And you think to yourself, right, you're you, you just racking your brain. And then it's simple. They had fake tires on the truck, and they had a load of weight on one side, so it was just slightly off the ground. And the tires went over him, and he didn't even feel them. Well, like the guy who, uh, tried to, who did the test run on that, though. Serious. It's like the trick I was showing you where you predict a card, you hold up. There's a very simple explanation to that. Which was? Um, so, okay, let me explain the trick to people. Um, so you have one person on one side, one person on the other side. I'll hold the card up and you tell me exactly what is on the card without ever having seen it. And then basically what the question was, I will say, can you tell me what this is? And the C at the start of the question tells you it's a club. And, uh, and the position of my fingers on the card is basically like a clock. Yeah, clock yeah, face. yeah. So where my finger is placed on the clock as I hold the card tells you what number it is. And if I put the card down and say, how about you tell me what that is? You know it's an ace. So go ace of hearts. Yeah. Because I, ah. I saw you like for ages like thinking, how, how's this done? Because I was grasping at Someone told me this position. trick like with absolute confidence. Yeah, I'll tell you the trick. And I fully outed it on the podcast. Yeah, because I, I, I'm assuming it's something to do with hand position. But yeah, um, yeah I, didn't, I didn't have it down to a T. Hand position and question. I thought you were going to be on to me at first because when I got bored, I was just like, can you tell me, how about you tell me what this this is? Ah. Do you know what this one is? Ah, pretty cool. Yeah. So, Mildly entertained. And then when I go, so, how about this card? So, spades. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you cheeky bugger. Yeah, there you go. Had my some practice, up. though. We was practicing for about an hour before you actually arrived. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so and we made it look more casual. But yeah, it's good to do people though, because when someone first did it to me, I was like, no, this is this is mental. I I couldn't get my head around it. And I was I, I was absolutely out. like fucking like well impressed. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> and then when you realise what the trick is, you're kinda like, Oh mm. yeah. I was happy or not. That's it, it's more illusion in it than magic. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Right, before we sign off for the day, we had some shit we were gonna talk about, and I can't remember what it was. We were sat on the couch and we went oh, that'd be good to talk about today. And you went, yeah, I made a note of that. And I can't for the life of him, I think what it was. Anything? Uh, in mine also got child trafficking, Neil Buchanan. Neil Buchanan, possibly banks there. Yeah. That's what um, you say. Might not be, might be. Although, next. <laughs> uh, and the surfer killed by shark. Which you Was he a surfer to? as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's oh. surfing. Catching them waves, boy. Catching them waves, catching them sharks. What are the odds? Like, there's more... There's more ocean in this world than there is land. What is the fucking chances you're going to be in the same spot as a shark? I know. I know. You know, what are the odds of getting eaten by a shark? It is the sort of death that you have a fear of when you're a kid. And you even know. It's like, it's like a, it's a silly fear to have in it. It's like, it's never going to happen. You're never going to get eaten by a shark. When are you ever going to be next to a shark? You know, when you're a kid and you get in a pool and you have an irrational fear of sharks getting you, even though... A shark swimming in a chlorine-filled pool is just completely impossible. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, which you probably remember because we were brothers, kid. brothers at the time. <laughs> uh, Middleton swimming baths. Oh yeah. Remember, I'd like little 
glass windows. Yeah, yeah. So Scott used to tell me that's where the sharks are kept on the other side of that. So I like would actually like swim down and I like, have a look and think, oh, I wonder if I can see the sharks. And it is where they kept like the chlorine and stuff. There were no sharks. In there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's been proven. Yeah, it's a viewport for weird, weird, weird employees. But you know what? Let's wrap it up. It's been another week of mm. conversation. And uh, yeah, anything else? No, uh, well, I posted a picture of you that was supposed to go onto my Instagram um, and my Facebook, a humorous picture with your glasses and your hat on, calling you Gary Potter. You're like a fake Harry Potter. And my girlfriend just texted me saying, why is your picture of Sean in my store? <laughs> so I shared onto her Facebook, I suppose. <laughs> As opposed to mine. That's pretty cool. Um, not for me, I've been bollocked. Um, why is there a picture of Sean on my store? Why isn't there a picture of Sean on your store? That's, yeah, that's, that's more the question. Yeah, why isn't there a picture of Sean on everyone's store? With his nice little round glasses that are bouncing back your own reflection. Yep. Why roll? So, we've been trying to wrap this episode up now for about two and a half minutes. So, I think I'll do it on both five and a half. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Junkland podcast this week. We will catch you in the next one. And until then, peace. peace.